Welcome to the Inside Muskegon podcast with your host, Jason Pisecki. And now, here's Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number 28. I'm Jason Pisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Kathy Brubaker-Clark, a commentary on the interview, listener feedback, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Kathy Brubaker-Clark, the Director of Community and Economic Development for the City of Muskegon. I'm here with Kathy Brubaker-Clark from the City of Muskegon. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. Thank you, Jason. It's good to be here. Why don't we start out talking a little bit about your background? Sure. I went to Albion College and got my undergraduate degree there, then went on to the University of Michigan and got a master's in urban planning, worked with the city of Saline, Michigan for several years with their Main Street program, and then came to Muskegon with the planning department, and I've been with the planning department ever since, starting as an assistant planner and then the planning director and now the director of community and economic development. Why don't we talk about your position as the Director of Community and Economic Development? What does that position entail? Well, I am overseeing uh, the planning department, which also includes zoning. It also includes environmental inspections, uh, watching over tall grass and junk in people's yards and those types of things as well. And also a separate department is within my division, which is Community and Neighborhood Services, which oversees the Uh, community development block grant funds and home funds that we get from the federal government, primarily for housing and for improving streets and parks and that type of thing. Some of what we do uh, with the planning is to work on our master land use plan, which is nine years old now, and we are getting ready to start updating that next year. And also uh, with development, downtown development specifically, but also industrial development, we have three industrial parks that we work on and are actively working with our existing industries as well as working with potential new industries coming into town. Muskegon has this great history of the lumber area around the turn of the 1900s. Uh, Talk about the importance of the legacy and philanthropists like Charles Hackley in the current development of the city of Muskegon. Sure. Charles Hackley is one, and of course we just came off of having Charles Hackley Day last Friday that definitely left his legacy here at a time when there were many, many lumber barons and people making millions of dollars on lumber. He was one that kept his investment here in Muskegon, and I I know others have followed suit, maybe not to the degree that he has, and but we can hope to continue that legacy with folks today that can reinvest in the city, and, and we see things coming along that they've invested in. Um, obviously, with Charles Hackley, he we see his name everywhere and his legacy with the library, with the museum, the uh, Hackley and Hume Homes and the Board of Education, Hackley Hospital. So his name is everywhere, and I think that's something we all need to try our best to live up to as we continue into the future. Yeah, Muskegon is very fortunate to have some of the great cornerstones like the Hackley Library and Park and some of the other things you mentioned. 
Talk about the uh, importance of having that foundation from an economic de- development point of view. You have the Fraunthal Theater, Elsie Walker Arena, the museums, and now the redevelopment of old areas like the old mall or city center and Amazon building, Boiler Works, which is now the Artworks, and Edison Landing. Definitely. Those are landmarks in our downtown. Those are destination sites, but they're also the types of sites where somebody comes down to one and then they're going to want to go see the others as well. And and our goal really is to, number one, get folks downtown to see those those sites, but then to keep them downtown and, and let them take advantage of the other opportunities we have downtown, including opportunities such as the hotels, restaurants. There is more retail now in downtown, and we expect to see a lot more of that in the future. And then just to be able to see what living downtown would be like, which is also increasing now. And those are the types of opportunities. If somebody is going to choose to live, work, and play in our downtown, they want to have those types of landmarks available to them that they can take advantage of. It's kind of a recurring theme of the podcast, Downtown Muskegon, and the redevelopment down here. From your point of view, why is it important to have a thriving downtown in Muskegon? Well, downtown is historically the center of the county. In fact, in our update of our master land use plan nine years ago, we had extensive surveying done from folks around the whole county. Uh, We had surveys done at the at the Farmer's Market, at the Muskegon Mall at the time, which was downtown, also with other leaders from other cities and townships around the city of Muskegon. And what was concluded from all that is that all the folks in the county really see downtown Muskegon as the central entertainment district of the area. This is where they come. They identify, even if they're 20 miles away, they identify downtown Muskegon as their downtown. And so it's very important that it be a thriving downtown, that it be a place that's attractive and has a lot to do, including the restaurants and entertainment activities and retail activities. So what is going on in the progress of downtown? Well, it's an exciting time right now. I'm more excited about the downtown than I've been in the last few years. I think things are building upon each other. We're seeing a lot happen, but then others are becoming interested because they see those things happening now. Uh, Some of the things that are happening right now, Edison Landing, where we've had our Merrick Center, the Alternative Energy Center, has been there for a few years. Now the Palmetto Tool Building was just completed. The attorneys have moved in. There's also interest in two large lots for condominiums on that site, as well as other lots on the site for development. Then, of course, we have our large former mall site, which the DMDC owns and is actively working to sell those properties as well. And we see a lot of interest in those. You probably saw recently that Gary Post and Russ Strong, their purchase of three buildings in that area was approved, and we hope that moves along smoothly in terms of the closing and that they get started soon with redeveloping their property. But there's several others to come, and I understand there's going to be a meeting in June of the DMDC to approve additional lot sales in that area. And of course, you can walk right outside and see the Western Avenue improvements that the city has nearly completed. We will be having additional improvements Yet this summer, with the sidewalk and concrete work, there will be a roundabout at the corner of 3rd and Western, which is really what we see as the central area of the 
the downtown and would like to become that gathering spot for downtown with the Frauenthal, the Holiday Inn, and the, the new development along the, the former mall site. Uh, we've got several residential, which I find very exciting that people are wanting to live downtown. Uh, we had the Amazon, of course, which started started the ball rolling, and that's almost full to capacity. We have the Watermark, which is selling condominium units, which are going very well, I believe, for, for not being open much more than a year. And then the new Artworks, where they seem to be doing fairly well also, and they've only been open for a few months. And there's much more to come, of course, both on the former mall site and the Edison Landing site in terms of residential. And just what we hear from folks in terms of wanting to live downtown, wanting to, whether it be condo or, or to lease, that the excitement is there. People are wanting to come into our downtown. Uh, we also have the National City Bank building, which was completed not too long ago. And then the retail, which I'm excited about because that really, you really need that retail element to, to have a successful downtown. And, and we're seeing that start to happen with such uses as the Level 6, uh, the Tipsy Toad, which will be open soon. Also a gallery on Clay, 611 West Clay, which is owned by Brenda Moore, who was a former planner with our department. So there's really a lot going on. And again, that, that excitement is really being generated. Well, I think you said it best. It really is an exciting time to be in downtown Muskegon. I mean, we're recording this podcast right here in downtown in the Hume Building, and it was a goal of mine with my business and finding an office that I was downtown, and it really is uh, you know, fun to see Western Avenue going in and kind of working towards. But it is, it's just really cool to see everything that's going on down here. And I hope that people really appreciate all the progress that's being made. I think sometimes people think maybe it's not fast enough, but really it is. The last couple mm-hmm. of years have been a really rapid pace, and I think it sounds like the next couple of years there are going to be even more to come. That's true, and you make a good point. A lot of people, the average citizen, I think, that's not right involved in the middle of the developments going on sometimes feel that it's taking a long time, and, and there are a lot of pieces that have to be put together to make these things happen. But now I think and I, that's where the excitement's coming from right now is that People are seeing things happen, and so I think that that's really getting people interested. And uh, and we appreciate folks like yourself, Jason, for take, making that commitment to downtown Muskegon. And as you say, most of your podcasts, people, if you don't bring it up, they're bringing something up about downtown, and that just shows right there that that people are really have a renewed enthusiasm for downtown. Well, there's so much good news, and speaking of which... Uh, a lot of this applies to Muskegon County in general, but some of it's specific to the city. There's just been so much good news lately with Muskegon topping Inc. Magazine's list of best overall cities in Michigan, Forbes Magazine ranking Muskegon number 10 in the country uh, for small cities for culture and leisure, and a California-based think tank ranking Muskegon number one as Michigan's best performing city, along with uh, you know jobs going up, uh, empl- unemployment going down, and uh, you know, something that's kind of near and dear to my heart being into uh, technology is Aerialink is going to bring the first border-to-border wireless internet in the whole country uh, to Muskegon County. And I think uh, with all that going on, why do you think with some people that we still have this negative self-image persisting? That's something that's difficult ever since I've been here, which has been about 18 years now. That's been true uh, to some extent. We see that more with the folks that have been here longer. I think the, the new folks coming into town 
don't necessarily have that attitude. They see all the potential. They see what's happening. They want to be part of it. So that's not so much of a struggle. But it is true that some folks, they just, they've seen what's happened over the last several years, starting back in the late 60s, early 70s, probably, with a lot of the industries leaving. And what they saw as the way things were at that time, where you could get a job right out of high school, a, a good job that you could support your family on and be able to travel and do things without going beyond a high school education and those times are gone and I think for some folks even now it's been several years but that's hard to grasp and and because things have taken a while over time when you're right here you don't see how things are moving as much but when we have people come into town that maybe were here five ten years ago they can't believe the progress that they've seen so I think a lot of it's in perspective but even that negativity I'm seeing starting to change and the list that you just mentioned where we're starting to be known outside the Muskegon area, even on a national scale, I think that's starting to to wake people up too. That they're realizing that you know we're not just Michigan's best kept secret here in Muskegon. That that word is getting out, and people are recognizing us. And in terms of development as well, I've encouraged both internally because some of our own folks are taking that step forward to develop, but also people. From outside, even outside Michigan, New York and other places are looking at Muskegon and investing in Muskegon. So that just shows that they have confidence in Muskegon. Well, you made an excellent point there. And it was something that I hadn't thought about, the education component, where you uh, said that people right out of high school could find a great job, whether it was in you know a factory or some kind of manufacturing facility. And really, I think today that the... Uh, what was the equivalent of a high school diploma now that's that's a bachelor's degree from college mm-hmm. to kind of get the get your foot in the door and the importance of education and Muskegon does have you know on the uh, community college level and business college uh, some good established things going on but I think a lot of the things that are happening downtown with the redevelopment is going to be key to getting young people young workers the future entrepreneurs and professionals that are going to make Muskegon thrive in the future back to Muskegon. Mm-hmm. That That is very true. And, and it still amazes me, Jason, that I see folks that leave, go away, even go away to college and maybe can't get a job here right away. But a lot of them do move back once they start to have a family and they, they know how wonderful Muskegon is. Uh, I think that's the challenge is to make sure there's jobs here. So those folks, once they, whether it's technical training uh, or college education, that we do have jobs here so people can stay or come back if they want to, as well as attracting new young people in particular, but others that uh, can come into Muskegon and live and and really enjoy what we have to offer here. What is your greatest challenge in economic development for the city of Muskegon? I think the greatest challenge really is bringing all the parties together. For, For an urban area, you can't just have a developer and have a piece of property and say, here it is, go do your thing. In a a downtown like Muskegon with our history, where we had the lumber era, we've got a lot of sawdust in in the soil along the lake, uh, in the the actual lakeshore portion, uh, as well as the industries where there was contamination. And so it really takes it takes a partnership, which uh, we've been developing over the years, I think, successfully, but that takes some time. But it really includes the the property owner, developer, city, 
county often, the state and federal governments in terms of programs, incentives they can bring to bear, as well as as other local entities like the Chamber of Commerce, Muskegon Area First, the Community Foundation. We really all have to be working hand in hand to make these things happen. Well, I think you may have hit on or, or maybe leading into the answer to one of my burning questions. And you probably know the answer to this better than anyone. Who is the go-to person for the city of Muskegon if someone wants to bring a business into our community? Well, I'd say for the city of Muskegon specifically, our office would be the place to come. They could certainly start with me, but we also have an excellent staff uh, that usually folks end up working with one of the others in my office as well. Uh, We've got Joel Fitzpatrick, who really does a lot of our economic development and are working with folks on incentives. And uh, if there's IFTs, various uh, incentives for industries or obsolete property incentives for folks in the downtown area, he's the one that works on that. Also, Lana Anglum is our zoning administrator, and she works with folks on trying to solve problems if it's not some easy solution that they're looking at. She basically takes their hand and walks them through the process, and um, and other staff in our office as well are, are excellent, but they certainly could start with me. All right, what does the future hold for the city of Muskegon? If you had to have a crystal ball <laughs> and project out, you know, in the future, maybe... 5, 10, 50 years, what do you see the city of Muskegon of the future being like? Well, I'm very positive on the future of Muskegon. It has taken a while to get from that industrial industrial era that we had several years ago, having to take those buildings down, redevelop those properties. But I think we're, we're there now, and the interest is here. I just see it continuing to snowball, which is really what's happening now as people look at these various sites and and development opportunities. There's a lot of different places. They don't have to just go to the former mall site or Edison Landing or Western Avenue. There's a lot of different choices depending on what they want to do. And they're talking to other folks, getting them excited. So we're having people call that have heard from somebody else. And as I say, I think it's a snowball effect. I see over the next five to 10 years that this area will be redeveloped. Fortunately, we have time as as we plan along this route that it d- doesn't just have to happen overnight, and sometimes what happens then is things aren't done well and they don't last. But we've had time to really do good planning, and I see that we're going to have good developments, developments that in many cases may be green in terms of uh, their being conscious of the environment and also what's going to save them money with their buildings, rooftop gardens, those types of things people are looking at. So I would envision the future excuse me, where people are are really doing good developments and that the the downtown fills up and is full of people living here with lots of fun things to do, lots of young people here, and uh, just an exciting place to be. On to our final question. I like that smile on your face. <laughs> I, I was prepared. Well, I can't say I was prepared, but I knew it was coming. <laughs> you have one minute alone with a business considering locating in the city of Muskegon. Make your pitch to get them to our city. Okay. Well, I would first start out saying that we live along or are located along two beautiful lake shores, one being Muskegon Lake, the other Lake Michigan, which is not far from the downtown. 
We have wonderful opportunities here. We have property available, which a lot of people don't when they're on the lakeshore. And it's reasonably priced property right now. I don't see that being the case much longer, but people can get in the door right now and uh, really for a, a decent price and do a great development. That the excitement is here. All the places that you mentioned, Jason, that have been noted in terms of Muskegon, where we are with tourism and development on a national scale, I would certainly point those things out to any potential developer so that they know it's not just just coming from me, but that we are being recognized nationally. And that this is the time. I see it as really we're past that real risky time of a few years ago, but we're before the time when when prices have exploded sky high and that type of thing. This is the perfect time to get in on the ground floor. So that, that would be my pitch. Well, thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you, Jason. If you still had any lingering doubts, the interview with Kathy Brubaker-Clark should have reinforced that this is a great time to be in Muskegon. Just as in the turn of the 20th century, Muskegon experienced a boom with the help of the lumber industry, now in the 21st century, Muskegon is experiencing another renaissance. You have the development downtown, everything out by the Lakes Mall, with almost every conceivable chain store in America, although I am still holding out for an Apple store personally. The beaches, waterfront, arts, entertainment... Michigan's Adventure, the Lake Express High Speed Ferry, three professional sports teams, great schools, affordable housing, and the list goes on and on. Now, I took my kids to Heritage Landing downtown this weekend, and I looked at the city from a little bit different perspective. Usually when I go to Heritage Landing, it's during summer celebration, so I don't really take the time and look around the city too much. This weekend, though, I took a good look at the city from the end of Western Avenue, where the Convention and Visitors Bureau, Amazon Artworks, and the new Tipsy Toad Tavern are. I looked the other way, and I saw the Y and the Watermark Lofts, and I must say it was truly an impressive look at downtown. Here it was a beautiful day. There were people enjoying themselves at the park. In fact, there was a group setting up for a wedding on the stage at Heritage Landing, and I was having a good time playing with my children and walking around the boardwalk. There were people coming in and out of downtown from their apartments and lofts, and I thought to myself, this is pretty cool. Now, despite what some listeners to the podcast think, Inside Muskegon is in no way supported by the Chamber of Commerce, Convention and Visitors Bureau, City, or any other group or organization. I'm just giving my honest, unsolicited opinion about the Muskegon area. No one is paying me for what I'm saying in the podcast, and I take time out of my personal schedule to do Inside Muskegon, so there is no agenda whatsoever. So when I say this is a great time for Muskegon, Michigan, I truly mean it. Now, for more information on the city of Muskegon, visit their website at muskegon-mi.gov or check out shorelinecity.com. I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback. And as I've said before in previous podcasts, the more of you and the less of me there is in the podcast, the better. So I really want to encourage people to get out once again and go to insidemuskegon.com, post your comments on the blog, and check out the feedback of others. And you can even comment on their comments or just give your own insight to the episodes of the podcast. For a sampling of the feedback you'll read on the website, here's a comment from Inside Muskegon number 26 with Dr. David Rule, the president of Muskegon Community College. The listener says, Podcast number 26 was your most brilliant effort to date. 
The topic was provocative, the guest speaker was invigorating, and the host, as usual, sparkled. Keep up the good work. Now, I promise you that wasn't my mom that posted that comment. That was an actual listener that put that up there, and I really appreciate it when people go and take the time out and actually have some insight onto the podcast. I want your suggestions on what interviews we should be doing and also some of the comments that listeners say. You know, As I said, I have really don't have any agenda with the podcast, but I think if, after 28 episodes, you probably have a pretty good idea. I'm, I'm fairly positive when it comes to what's going on in here in Muskegon. But that's not to say if a listener posts some feedback that's not necessarily positive or is even negative, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to read it. I want honest feedback from people in Muskegon or in the outside area. And as long as you have some thought behind your comment, I'm going to take the time and share it on the podcast. Now, as I said, feedback can be left on the website at InsideMuskegon.com. And it can also be left via voicemail at 231-354-2332. When dialing, be sure to include 1 and 231 and leave your first name and city in the message. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 28 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason at insidemuskegon.com.